Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets back in action. They'll host the Indiana Pacers tonight, wrapping up a five-game homestand. We'll give you the preview for that one. Also talk about the state of the season. Sad news, but over the weekend, the Hornets were officially eliminated from the postseason or postseason contention. We will take you through that and and what does it honestly mean for the Hornets now looking ahead? Finally, we had a nice sit-down with Terry Rozier that we aired for you yesterday, and we'll give you our thoughts on that conversation as well. Helping me on all these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, with us once again. Rob, thanks so much for joining me, and hopefully my voice is back by tonight. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later, but as always, a pleasure to join you on the podcast and talk some Hornets hoops. It's been weird having these last two days off. Yeah, we've had it quite a few times. In fact, after tonight's game, we'll have two more days without game action as we, I guess, sort of ease in to this home stretch here. Hornets have officially been eliminated from postseason contention, but I I wanted to tip things off looking back at our conversation we had yesterday with Terry Rozier. Again, many thanks to Terry for joining us earlier at the uh, end of last week, joining us on his 29th birthday. Uh, No place I'd rather be on my birthday than talking to him. Hopefully the same was true for Terry talking to me, Uh, but in any case, you know, he was very generous with his time and a lot of interesting takeaways I had from the conversation. What's one that stands out to you? I think for me, the biggest thing I took away from the conversation you had with Terry was just the fact that there's literally no quit in this guy. Like, I think years from now when Terry decides that he's done playing at the NBA when he's, I don't even want to use the retirement word because Terry would be the kind of guy I think to never actually formally file the retirement paperwork because the guy just doesn't quit on anything. And I feel like retirement for him would be kind of a sign of quitting. So, you know, Terry, the fact that he's still so motivated to finish out this season where it's very easy to look at the record and look at the frustrations of having so many injuries through the course of the season and never having really truly a fully healthy roster. And the fact that he's still giving it his all is just something that I want to commend him for because I think it's one of those things too where you look at it and yeah, it's great that he still wants to play his best. He wants to give his all to this franchise, but at the same time, he's trying to set that precedent for these younger guys. He's trying to be that leader out there to say, no matter how bad things get, let's go out there and give it our all because why not? So the fact that Terry is just still having that motivation here for the last handful of games of the season, despite the record and despite how things have gone this season for Charlotte is really, really eye-opening. And I guess it's not unexpected considering the mentality that Terry Rozier has, but it's still good to hear him say those things. Yeah, on a similar note, I I would say my biggest takeaway is he's kind of got an old school mentality of, you know, you do everything you can to be out there on the floor. When you are on the floor, you play as hard as you can, uh, you know, give your everything for every game. And not to say that anyone else on the squad or in the NBA doesn't, but that that's kind of the characterization above players today, that there's load management, that there's different factors into how and why players are out there and, and how often they get there. And for Terry, that's never a question. And, and furthermore, his desire to be not just an elite player in the league, but to be 
an all-time great for this franchise. That's actually important to him, that he makes the top 10 list in scoring, that he continues to ascend up different leaderboards, that he guides this franchise back to the playoffs. That matters to Terry Rozier, and I think that's something that you, you can't ingrain in anyone. Terry, prior to being traded to Charlotte, had zero ties to the city of Charlotte, to the state of North Carolina. There was no reason for him to come here and bring the kind of effort he does for this state or this city other than that's the one that has brought him here and wants him to do it. And that's enough for him. So I I think, you know, that's a couple of the things that I took away that I just am, am impressed by. And again, it's not to say that anyone else on the team doesn't have those, but the fact that Terry does further sets the tone for the rest of the franchise, particularly the young guys that, hey, this is how you do it. If you are if you got a game, you give it everything you, ha- you can. Uh, if you're injured, you do everything you can to get back on the floor and that it matters to take your city, to take your franchise, to take your fan base to the postseason, to the playoffs, to rise up those leaderboards. Those things matter to Terry Rozier and I think the franchise is all the better for it. Definitely encourage you to check out the conversation. You can go through the archives. We've also recently spoken with Bryce McGowan's and when the season ends and we now kind of know when it will towards the um, middle of next month we will have postseason podcast with each and every member of the Hornets roster taking you through their season and having a one-on-one conversation with them again including Terry Rozier but certainly check out that one in the archives right now here of the Hornets Hivecast. Coming up next Hornets were officially eliminated from playoff contention. What does that mean? We'll discuss it next on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Listen, I actually go to Senta, and I'm probably I'm on my way there now to uh, get ready for tonight's game. So do not let the way I sound right now indicate anything less than their excellence as a healthcare provider, because I honestly do go visit them. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. And if I sound better than this tonight for Hornets versus Pacers, you'll know who's responsible for it. It's the great people over at Center. Rob Longo, Hornets officially eliminated over the weekend from postseason contention. There were a couple of games that actually factored into it, but who officially did it doesn't matter. Uh, really, that it happened over this particular weekend doesn't matter because it's it been a while here that we kind of knew what the Hornets' fate was going to be. It was just a matter of how long it was going to take for the math to eventually come out this way. And, and here we are, Charlotte 22-50. and 50. Uh, They have no way to catch up to Chicago, Indiana, or Washington. Washington for the 10 spot. So uh, one of them, uh, if not multiples of them, will make the postseason instead of the Charlotte Hornets. Again, it's kind of a fait accompli, but what does it mean to you that now that has gone official? Well, I think it's something that, like you talked about, is something that we've kind of foreseen for a long time. It's just kind of a formality at this point. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's an opportunity here for, obviously, some of the young guys. Obviously, Mark Williams is still remains sidelined, unfortunately. But, you know, there's an opportunity for some of the younger, younger guys, even. And this isn't to say that the Hornets are going to shut anybody down or anything like that. I mean, like we just talked about in the last segment, Terry Rozier's still going to give it his all. Gordon Hayward, all those veteran guys, all those guys that have played a lot of minutes this year are still going to be playing a lot of time because again, you want to see what this team looks like in the future. And the only way to do that is to see those guys out there on the floor. So for me, it doesn't really mean a whole lot, to be honest with you, just because, again, this is something that we kind of saw moving forward. It would have had to take monumental collapses by multiple teams, and then it would have had to take a Herculean effort by the Hornets to really pull this one out just because of the way that the season has gone. But at the end of the day, I want to see some of the younger guys, more or less. That's what it kind of means to me. Just 
get some minutes out there, see what this roster looks like moving forward and kind of getting an idea of what some of these guys need to work on in the offseason. And, you know, obviously some of those younger guys include guys like James Booknight, who just absolutely dominated in the G League the last couple of nights, having 44 points the other day, making everything just remarkable performance by James Booknight. Maybe he's a guy that gets transferred up and maybe sees some rotational minutes who, again, we haven't seen a whole lot of them this year in the NBA level getting those hard-earned minutes. So we'll see what happens moving forward, some of those guys. But for me, at the end of the day, it's just still an opportunity for these guys to take it game by game. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in that same camp. I think that just as I, I applauded Terry Rozier for having a quote-unquote old-school mentality of you know give your all every single day, I think the Hornets have a similar approach when it comes to uh, this season, even though they basically knew that, if not mathematically, theoretically, there was – almost no chance of making the postseason. Now that the math is official, I think there will be a little bit more of an attempt to get some younger guys on the floor. Now, it might not be tonight. It might be a few more games down the road, but I think at some point we likely will see James Booknight, who has put up some pretty impressive numbers with Greensboro. What do those numbers mean in the context of an NBA game? I guess we'll start to find that out as he gets minutes here with the big club. But the three-point line is not any closer or further away in the G League than it is in the NBA, and if you were to transfer his three-point shooting percentage to the Hornets, it would lead the team right now. So he certainly has some positives that he's put on tape to bring over here to Charlotte. And I think now that they are mathematically fully eliminated from postseason contention, uh, again, might not happen tonight. I haven't heard anything to indicate that it would. But I do think at some point uh, they'll bring James Booknight up to play for the Hornets. I think at some point it's possible the Hornets find more rest for some of those veteran players uh, just to take some of the wear and tear off. Right now we're in a nice stretch here, Rob Longo, where it's like a game, two days off, another game, two days off. So the wear and tear has been lessened quite a bit, but we know it's going to ramp up here in the next couple weeks once again. So Charlotte will protect its veterans. It'll give the young guys opportunities to play, and uh, we'll see how these last few games uh, pan out. But regardless, even if they won them all or lost lost them all. Uh, There will be no postseason this season for the Charlotte Hornets. That said, Rob Longo, there's still 10 games left to go, and these games are precious. It's something head coach Steve Clifford talked about us with us uh, uh, recently on pregame conversations and something that he has imparted to the team that the offseason is extremely long when you don't make the postseason. It, it is extremely, extremely long. And so this squad's going to get to the end of April, having had a couple of weeks off and wish it had a basketball game. And then the end of May is going to come, and they're still going to wish they had a basketball game and June and July. It's going to be till summer league till some of these guys even get back on the floor in a a quote-unquote NBA type of environment. They'll of course be playing and working hard and improving, but it won't be quite the same as a game. So it matters to the players. It matters to the fans for sure, and it's still worth coming on out and uh, taking part in. Get your tickets at Hornets.com, including for tonight. Hornets taking on the Indiana Pacers. We'll get you ready for it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo, my voice is fading fast. we got to get it ready for tonight. Hornets versus Pacers. Pacers, a team that still is in contention for a play-in tournament spot, although if the season ended today, they would not have it. 32-39, and 39, they are currently on that 11-12 line outside looking in a couple games back of the Chicago Bulls and a couple games further back of Atlanta and Toronto for 8th and ninth, respectively. 
You know how this works. We need players to watch for both teams as well as a statistic to watch. You get to pick first. Let's begin with a Pacers player to watch, and I think the obvious one here is Miles Turner. He's been playing really well as of late because Indiana's been kind of up and down as of late in general, really, too. They lost the other night 141-121. to 121. That was on Saturday against Philadelphia, who, of course, the Sixers were on the second night of a back-to-back, and it obviously did not take a toll on them by any means, according to the box score, when it looks like they shot 61% from the field. So with that said, Miles Turner still had 20 points in that game. You go back to the last time that the Hornets and the Pacers squared off. I know it was all the way back on January 8th, but it was still a 116-111 Indiana win. And in that game, Miles Turner had himself a night there. He had 29 points and nine rebounds as well. He was a plus 20 in the plus minus, and he also had four blocks. So he was a very, very dominating force for Indiana in that game. He's done really, really well as of late also because the Pacers last week beat Milwaukee, and Miles Turner threw it all over Giannis Antetokounmpo at the rim. So really impressive dunk that he had there that made the highlight shows later that night. But Miles Turner, just in general, I feel like is kind of the guy to watch, especially with Mark Williams still out. That's not saying I don't have any faith in Nick Richards, obviously, but it's going to be a tougher assignment for Nick Richards to go up against a guy like Miles Turner. So that's why he's my Pacers player to watch tonight. I'm going to go with a Pacers rookie, and it's Andrew Nemhard, their second-round pick out of Gonzaga, the point guard, who has really turned a corner here. Last five games have all been in double figures. Last two games have both been 20 or more. Uh, just another testament to, although most of our attention come draft time is on the top one, three, maybe five guys, uh, there is talent throughout and impactful players throughout the draft. Hornets roster is full of guys who are later round or, or later first round or second round or undrafted guys who have made an impact in the NBA. And here's a guy who is not one of those top five picks, but he's playing like one right now and, and maybe has his sights set on an all-rookie team for his efforts this season. Now, overall on the season, uh, he's only averaging eight points per game, four assists, a couple of rebounds, so not all that eye-popping. Uh, and his shooting stats are good, solid for the NBA, not spectacular. But again, as of late, he really seems to have turned a corner. So he'll be one to watch. It'll be good to see the Hornets, other youngsters, uh, and, and also some of the veterans, guys like Terry Rozier, go head-to-head with Andrew Nemhard for this one tonight. So Andrew Nemhard, my pick for Pacers player to watch. Definitely a solid pick. Really impressed what he's been able to do. Like you mentioned, just the second round pick with not a whole lot of expectations going into this season. So for me... Next up, I'll go Hornets player to watch, and I think for me it's P.J. Washington just because of what I kind of talked about in my Pacers player to watch. Miles Turner, P.J. Washington kind of second in line when the lineup switches over a little bit. He might stay out there on the floor, play that stretch five role. I don't expect him to have a ton of minutes going up against a guy like Miles Turner, but it's possible that we see that matchup. But P.J. over the last couple of games – everybody's really had kind of their ups and downs this season. PJ's been kind of average here over the last few. I expect him to maybe have a little bit of a breakout game. Uh, And last time that these two teams played, he had a team high 22 points. So why not try to go back to the well once again with PJ Washington? He was 8 of 17 the last time these two teams met back on January 8th. And then you go back to Friday's matchup when the Hornets squared off against the 76ers. It was a little bit of a different story, obviously, because nobody shot the ball particularly well for Charlotte. So again, just kind of the way it goes in that sense. But I think for me, it's P.J. Washington to have a little bit more of a breakout game. 12 points the other night against Philadelphia, 5 of 16 from the field. Again, nobody shot the ball well. The team shot 33% from the field. So I think it's an opportunity for P.J. to kind of have a little bit of a coming out party once again against the Pacers one more time this season. 
I like the pick. Hornets uh, honestly have not had any luck against the Pacers this season, preseason or regular season. Charlotte winless against Indiana after sweeping them a season ago. I'll go off the bench. I'm going to go, actually I don't know if it'll be off the bench. Who knows the way the lineups are going lately, but uh, someone who's both started and come in in relief lately, I'm going to go with JT Thor. We've seen a a trend here of uh, between me and Matt Carroll on the game broadcast taking a young guy for a lot of our players to watch. And if you look at JT, he has had back-to-back games where uh, on the whole he's averaged double figures from the field. He has knocked down a three in four consecutive contests. He brings such a great range of skills in terms of his length and athleticism and the team really does like his ability on the defensive end to guard a multitude of players. Uh, Obviously for some of the bigger guys, the Joel Embiid's of the world, uh, putting a little bit more weight on him uh, would help him, but you'd have to put a little more weight on a lot of people to deal with Joel Embiid. But overall uh, he just brings a great wealth of skill to the table and he's played well offensively as well recently too so JT Thor will be my player to watch tonight last but not least we need a stat to watch I think the easy stat to watch to take the easy way out is three-point percentage just because of the way that the Hornets have shot the three as of late you go back to that second game that they played against Cleveland shot just 26 percent from three six of 23 if you want to look at the numbers five of 35 against Philadelphia just 14 percent from beyond the arc so that's definitely going to be Something that the Hornets need to improve on, clearly. I know they haven't been a very good three-point shooting team all year. They're dead last in the association when it comes to three-point percentage, but you still have to make up that ground a little bit, too, especially if the points in the paint aren't there against a really good guy like Miles Turner. But it's just kind of the disparity between these two teams because Indiana's middle of the road, for the most part, in three-point percentage. They're 13th. They shoot around 36.5%, and this is how close the NBA is. You go from 13th at 36.5% to dead last at 32.7%, so... You know, it's a small margin of error in the NBA in general, but that's something that's going to be probably worth looking at this evening is just kind of the three-point percentage and maybe not so much for the Hornets to, you know, hit 10, 12 threes to win the game, but more so making sure that Indiana doesn't shoot 50% from beyond the arc or anything like that. So that's why three-point percentage is my statistic to watch this evening. Yeah, how narrow that gap is is a testament to how quickly fortunes can change. Hornets were one of the better three-point shooting teams a season ago, obviously near the bottom or at the bottom most of the season this season. Hopefully next year they can flip it around again because even though they've gone from near the top to at the bottom, the separation between those two numbers are minuscule, not massive. So Hornets can try and turn things around. All that said, certainly has felt like the Hornets have struggled from three over the entirety of the season, now 72 games old. Uh, leading into tonight's matchup with the Pacers. I'm actually going the opposite direction. Didn't plan it this way, but uh, I was well, I had planned to do this step, but we didn't plan to differ this wildly, but I had points in the paint. Uh, Indiana is elite as a shot-blocking team, led, of course, by Miles Turner. They're top five in the NBA in blocks per game. Uh, they do a good job protecting the rim. Hornets, the, some of their best games have been when they've dominated inside the paint. So uh, I'm looking at, for the Hornets' sake, to, to try and stay in this one, to give themselves a chance. They need to be able to finish on the interior, have good big-to-big passing, occupy Turner, and find ways to score around him and certainly around the cup. So points in the paint, my stat to watch. If you'd like to join us at the Hive tonight, tickets are available at Hornets.com, and I promise I will do my best to have my voice in tip-top shape for that one. Uh, if not, uh, Rob Longo, you'll, you'll bail me out with some T-runs, mid-quarter break, halftime, whatever we need. It might not be me, but I can make a call to the bullpen and we'll make it work. There we go. 
We'll do our best. Uh, Hornets will as well. Tip time is set for 7, and of course, tickets are available at Hornets.com. Rob Longo, thank you as always for joining me here today on the HHC. Pleasure as always. Thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.